The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker. I'm going to teach you how to make money in up and down markets. Very few podcasters or coaches cover this. I'll show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses to make you a better investor. So once a week, you're going to know what's going on in the world and the stock market. Welcome to the Stock Market Authority Podcast. Morning, folks. It's Wednesday, 10 o'clock up here in beautiful Salem, Studio 21. I'm Bakes, Kevin Baker, Stock Market Authority. It is great to see you again. Uh, let's get right into it. Uh, what's in this for you? Stocks elect presidents. And uh, I'm going to prove that to you, I hope, again. I've talked about this before, but the questions keep coming up. Stocks elect presidents. The politics don't drive stocks. I, I meet, believe that down to my bone marrow. I'll get, there, you, get you there eventually. We're going to open the mailbag and talk about buying dips, uranium, the S&P 500, and is the AI hype real? Uh, I'll use NVIDIA as my poster child there. I'm going to go through the Stock Market Authority portfolio, the search for the 10 best ETFs to make money this year, like we have every year thus far, including last year when everybody else was down. But today's top story. Stock select presidents. And I know you're going to argue with me, but I'm telling you, uh, uh, the the stock market is the uh, barometer of, of human mood, of social mood. And when the market is going up, people feel better, they feel wealthier, they're happy, and they keep the president and, by and large, the party in. Now, there are some exceptions to this, obviously, but the converse is also true. When the market is down, people feel poor, they feel angry, they throw whoever is at the uh, uh, in the presidential seat in the Oval Office, they throw them out. All right, and I've done this before, but this is nineteen you know nineteen uh, twenties to the president, and I'm going to prove this to you. Okay. Now, this is both red and blue. This is, doesn't, you know, I, I don't really like that distinction. But here it is, Calvin Coolidge in the 20s, Roaring 20s, Great Gatsby, a Republican. Obviously, here's the red you see in the, in the, in the lower left. Uh, market's great until it wasn't. And then we have the, the um, uh, crash in 29 and the ultimate low in 1932. Coolidge is in office there. He had zero chance of getting reelected when the Dow goes from 400 to 42 in three years. And that's what happened. FDR, the most different politician you possibly can find. A Democrat, uh, uh, different side of the aisle, different ideology, the whole nine yards. He comes in in, in, in 1932, is elected in a landslide with the Dow at 42. The market then makes a five-fold move over five years, one of the biggest moves we've ever seen. And FDR not only stays in for his first term, his second term, we get into the war, and so it's now the third term, and he's in, the, in his fourth term, and he dies. And Eleanor runs the country for the last two years. And uh, I swear, if the market, if, if there was some technology to keep him alive, he would still be the president of the United States. So when the trend is up, we keep him in, uh, especially if, he, if, he, if uh, we, we win a war. Now, next, uh, Harry Truman. Uh, the war ends, the, the GI Bill, the, the, the boys come home, the market's up. He gets two terms. Next, Eisenhower. 
uh, Democrat, same kind of thing. Uh, uh, washing machines and Chevrolets. Uh, he's uh, hitting his uh, tree in, in the middle of the Augusta fairways. The market is up during the 50s, and uh, uh, it's happy days, and, and he stays in. Nixon comes in. No, sorry. Kennedy comes in in 19, uh, 1960, beats Nixon. He doesn't know how to wear makeup. He looks lousy on TV. Uh, he won the debate on the radio, but, but uh, uh, the Kennedy's better looking, and so he gets in. Uh, he's there for two years. The market trend is so strong that he is assassinated in one of the most shocking fashions we have ever seen in this country. The market hardly blinks. It was down for a day or two, and it just kept going, kept going. Linda Johnson comes in, uh, obviously, uh, guns and butter. And, I, boy, I don't know who uh, advised him, but he must have sensed that, that Vietnam was going to go wrong, the stock market was toppy, the Nifty 50 were too expensive. I don't know. But he says, I'm gone, and uh, hands the raids uh, to Nixon. Uh, things start going bad for Nixon in the, in, the, um, uh, in the first term, but not bad enough, so they keep him in. He, they, he goes off the gold standard to try to, to uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, appease people. Uh, 73, 74 happens, and obviously Watergate happens, but the fact that the stock market was cut in half in 1973 to 74, uh, you know, people were looking for a reason to, to get rid of him, and so they impeach him, he cries, he lies to us all on TV like a Merle Haggard song, he hops in a helicopter and flies away. Poor Gerald Ford comes in and rides out his last two terms. We can't wait to get somebody more different than than uh, these Republicans that break into the Democratic National Committee office. And so they bring in a peanut farmer from Georgia, charming Jimmy Carter. Uh, and but the poor guy, uh, inflation is roaring. The, the oil crisis hits, we have gas lines, nothing ticks off people more than waiting for gas and paying too much for it. Volcker is raising interest rates, drives the economy and inflation into the ground. Uh, but, you know, by the, by the time we see 15% interest rates, we hate Carter. Everybody wants to genuflect to him now because he's Habitat for Humanity, uh, but we hated him in 1980. And so we look for the, we go to the, other coast, and we look for the most different uh, uh, presidential candidate we can possibly find. Hello, Ronald Reagan. So he comes in with uh, the the stock market low in 1982, below a thousand. Uh, uh, he cuts taxes, interest rates come down, and uh, the market rips. But frankly, the market was going to rip anyway because interest rates were coming down. The tax cuts helped, no question about it. But he didn't cause the bull market. He benefits from the bull market, which is the theme of this whole talk. The president gets the, the bass in the limelight of the stock market's uh, uh, sun, if you will. And I'm mixing my metaphors badly there, but you get the idea. If the market's up, we keep the president in and vice versa. He gets two terms. Things are going so well, even after the 87 crash, that we say, eh, let's go with the VP. He looks kind of like him. And so Bush gets in. Uh, the stock market acts lousy, 88 with the banking crisis to 92. And so we say, let's go find somebody as different from a Yale first baseman as we possibly can. Uh, let's go to Arkansas and find Bill Clinton. And so here's uh, Bill Clinton comes in. 
and he takes over a stock market that is just starting to whiff the well, certainly the interest rate declines, but also the the, uh, the 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 explosion of the internet, if you will, and the 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 hope of the internet. The market screams during the '90s, and we ignore Lewinsky, blue dresses, impeachment, all that stuff, and we keep him in. So uh, uh, it peaks off in in, in two thousand. And here's one of the anomalies. Uh, uh, Bush the second got got uh, two terms, maybe because of September 11th, and and you know the country wanting to rally around him. I don't know, uh, but the market was uh, lousy. He got in for for two terms, and then the. Um, Again, uh, his two terms are up, and people are, are pretty much disgusted with the Iraq War and, and frankly, the lies they told to us. And let's go to the other uh, end of the spectrum, and you go from Houston, Texas, and you go to Chicago, and you find Barack Obama. And, and so he's enough different so that, that people think there's going to be hope, you know, the audacity of which. And, and he comes in. He's got a bull market uh, up until... Uh, uh, Hillary Clinton finds out that people really don't like you, and uh, and there's enough people out there to give Trump the electoral uh, win in 2016. And frankly, the market was up. So the fact that uh, you, you know you have exceptions to this rule with Clinton and and Trump, uh, Hillary and Trump, you know, shows that that maybe this breaks down a little bit with that. So. Uh, here's my prediction, as I, as I promised. Uh, bond yields are going up. Stocks are rolling over. Uh, uh, the market is acting uh, pretty weak right now. It's a year from uh, 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 the election. I swear if I, if I had the, the Wall Street Journal uh, cover from November 6th, 2024, the Wednesday after the election, then I, I, I don't know how I would trade it. But what I do know is that if, if the market is going down into this, Biden is toast, absolute toast. I'm listening to things like Pivot, where where uh, uh, liberals, Kara Swisher and Scott Galloway are praying he break he 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 uh, gets out of the race and uh, doesn't uh, debate Trump. Or frankly, anybody, but the thought of uh, Gavin Newsom from from uh, California uh, 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 challenging Trump, they'd much rather see they, they they're terrified of seeing uh, Biden uh, uh, behind a, a, a podium trying to debate, even though he's only three and a half years older than Trump. Uh, the the Biden camp is is fading badly. And uh, they don't seem to have a plan B. So uh, there's an old Ralph Waldo Ederson line: "If you if you come for the king, you better not miss." And I think that that is um, uh, I'm probably paraphrasing that, but it's along those lines. And Trump isn't a king, but you know one of these trials better stick so that he doesn't uh, win the election this year. So I think it's going to be a Republican uh, this year, given the way that the stock market is acting with, with 12 months to go. So that's what I think I see going on. I, I, I hope it's not Trump. Frankly, uh, he was born on third and thought he hit a triple. I do prefer to have people who have worked for a living rather than lifetime parasites, but you know, the market doesn't care what I like and, and elections don't care what I like. Um, 
the Bond vigilantes are back, and I think part of this is the the you talk about tail risk. The tail risk is, and it, the cast might the die already might be cast. That uh, the bond market is saying, stop squandering money. Stop squandering money. We're going to charge you more to 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 borrow. Uh, and and uh, the deficits are screaming, the debt is screaming, the interest expense is screaming, and no one cares until they do. And they're starting to care right now because we're seeing, you know, mortgage rates go up to get eight percent. We're seeing the thirty year at five percent. So uh, things have to give. And when stocks go up, uh, I'm sorry, when bond yields go up, interest rates go up, stocks go down. So I hope I've impressed upon you that stocks are going to determine the president. So don't get too anxious about anything because it's frankly uh, pretty much predetermined. And I know, you know, go in, pull the lever, care about your issues, maybe even, you know, campaign yourself for your issues or, or support your issues. But do not take that into account when investing. It just does not work. Stocks work. The market works. The government does not. Uh, and and uh, uh, the stocks are going to elect the president. So you might as well uh, get used to that. I know that's controversial, but I think I've just shown that it, that it plays out almost all the time over the last hundred years. So uh, that's it. That was... Uh, Please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com. Sign up for my free newsletter. I talk about all these kind of things that break in over the course of the week. And uh, that's today's top story. Now it's time to check the mailbag. Incoming! There's a letter in your mailbox. You got mail. Uh, Charlie from New York came in, and I want to make sure I catch all the things that he wanted to talk about. Um, The... And I love this. Uh, from New York City, Charlie S. Uh, a couple questions. We talked about this last week, so I didn't put the chart up. But you asked about China possibly banning Apple uh, phones. Is you know, And I take this from my son, Jack. Is it a buy, sell, or hold? Apple, to me, is a very weak hold. Uh, I frankly don't care about Apple. Uh, it grows 8%. It trades at 30 times. Now maybe you know, 26, 27 times. China is, yes, yet another negative for Apple. Uh, I just it, it it gets support because it's in every ETF that's out there. I don't care about Apple. I don't think you should. If you own it, fine, hold it, wait for the sell discipline to kick in. But I think there's so many other better places to go. It's unbelievable. Uh, you asked about uh, uh, you know should you buy this dip? And then I came back and said, which dip are you referring to? Because obviously there's a lot of things that we discuss. Uh, and first off, the, the, the Sprott Junior Uranium uh, Miners. Uh, I know this became the Uranium Channel over the last couple of weeks, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with my guns here. We bought this in June at 1835. That's this arrow that you see here. It has pulled back the way you want things to pull back. Lower volume, coming into support, finding new buyers, and you can't ask for stocks to go up every single day. It just doesn't work that way, and I don't even want that to happen. I want staircases. We're building the next staircase, and I think it's going to go to the upside, given all the fundamentals that we talked about, but this technical picture to me is a buy. So, when it comes in on below average volume, which it has done and is doing to this red line, and you know the red line, it isn't you can't go down to the penny with a micrometer, you know within a dime, 
within a nickel, within a quarter, whatever. Uh, I want you to uh, I, not financial advice. I, I own this, as I said, I got full back there in June. Uh, but if you if you don't own the uranium that you want, I think this is the time to buy. And I hope I'm I'm you know being clear on that. Um, Charlie also asked, "Bakes, is is this AI hype real?" And you know, by saying hype, that kind of suggests that you don't think it's real. Uh, here are my takes, um, uh, my thoughts on this. Um, this reminds me a little bit of, of genomics at the end of uh, uh, the 2000s. And I remember uh, uh, playing golf in Scotland and having someone who was not a doctor uh, or a you know, scientist by any stretch of the imagination talk to me about personalized medicine and everybody's going to have their own cancer cure. And here we are 23 years later and we're not there. So all that to say that, yeah, this is going to be real. AI is going to benefit uh, our lives in many ways. It will take away from our lives in some ways. I, I just think that's the way the world works. Uh, but I'm not terrified about it. And uh, I think some of this has gotten overdone. Part of the self-discipline has made me lower my tech exposure. I'll talk about that later. Uh, but I go to NVIDIA as sort of the poster child where this is very real. I mean, they're obliterating numbers, and and the demand for their chips from everything I hear is absolutely exploding, and I don't see competition looming anytime soon. And and I listen to all these CNBC pundits who don't own the stock, have lousy performance, and, uh, you know, they, they, they rail against the, 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 the bubble. And, you know, this is eerily reminiscent of Cisco. It doesn't look like Cisco. I've covered that in times gone past, and I will again, but it doesn't look like Cisco rolling over. It just doesn't. This is a chart. Look at these arrows here on the, on the far left. On a, on a day where the market got shellacked yesterday, NVIDIA came down a little bit. Volume's light. The relative strength is 99 uh, I say I think the Nvidia AI is real. Would I buy the stock here? No. Uh, uh, I want to see some other things develop, but I think the AI hype is real. I think trying to find AI light, i.e., like Oracle, which we talked about last week, you know, where the AI part of the business is good, but the Cerner healthcare software part of the business is is bad, and so. The stock doesn't uh, didn't like that and trades uh, and trades lower. So I think the Nvidia is, is is absolutely real. I think AI is going to be real. I wouldn't chase it, and I would obviously have a buy discipline in place, which I think I do. And um, uh, I, I will look for opportunities that show up down the road. And by the way, people that say, "Oh my God, this is so expensive," well. Uh, if, if these numbers are, are right, and I bet you they're not, I bet you they're light, and, and NVIDIA understands the under-promise and over-deliver game and keeps delivering upside, but be that as it may, the, the number next year is $10 in earnings uh, for next year. That means it trades at 44 times that number. That's a big number, no question, but 
if earnings grow 167%, it all of a sudden doesn't look that expensive. And if you go to 25, and here we are in October of 2023, if they earn $15, so earnings grow another 57% or so, and it trades at 29 times, people are going to say, it's in the S&P, I got to compete with this, I got to at least make it market weight, and it's going to go go higher. So I hope that's helpful. Uh, I have not found too many other uh, uh, pure AI plays that I've been enthusiastic about. I keep looking via the ETFs, and I'll alert you when I come up with, uh, with new ideas. Lastly, the overall market, the SPY, the spiders. Uh, you, know, you ask, should I buy the dip in the spiders? Uh, not yet. And I, what we're doing here, this is at 422 when I made this chart. The 200-day moving average is at 419, three bucks. The, the 200-day is flattening. The volume is picking up on the down days, which I don't like. So I want to. What I think happens here is we we test the 200-day. It bounces feebly, and then eventually rolls over to the downside. I think now. I'll wait to see the whites of the eyes, which is why this is a, a, a weak hold right now. But if we close below the 200-day moving average, watch out. Uh, every armchair technician and every real technician is going to point it out. The computers are going to kick in. The algos are going to kick in, and they're going to take this lower. So I don't want you to buy this dip. Uh, I want you to buy the uranium dip. I don't want you to buy the S&P dip. And again, I'm just talking about what I'm doing. I don't know your financial picture. This isn't financial advice. That's it for the mailbag this week. If you want to write into the show with any questions or comments, email me at bakes at stockmarketauthority.com. Even better, leave me a voice recording and we can play your question on the show. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll take a look at the Stock Market Authority portfolio and I'll give you this week's Bakes Takes. Do you want to become a better investor? Do you want to learn how to make money in both up and down markets? then you need to go to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. Stock Market Authority is run by award-winning investment manager, Kevin Bakes-Baker. His aim is to save you time while teaching you how to be a better investor. Bakes saves you time by diving into all the latest stock market news and information so that you don't have to. He reads all the latest articles, analyzes the charts, and listens to all the relevant podcasts. And then once a week, he gives you a breakdown of what's happening in the market. Stock Market Authority is constantly outperforming the S&P and the HFRX. Bakes is going to share with you his weekly stock observations. He'll give you concise insights and show you how to lock in profits and minimize losses. Stock Market Authority is making money in up and down markets. Wouldn't you like to do the same? So join now and let Bakes show you how. Head on over to stockmarketauthority.com and sign up for our free newsletter today. That's stockmarketauthority.com, making money in up and down markets. We're back, and today we've been talking about stocks elect presidents, and uh, but now it's time for the Stock Market Authority portfolio. And here's where we are right now. Uh, here I am being the masochist, showing exactly what I'm doing. Uh, we own the S&P, 
chugging along in the retirement account, and then we own this because I want to try to make money every year. So psychologically, when the market goes down that 30% of the time, we can make money. And uh, so far, we're doing it. We did it last year. In a tough market, we shorted Kathy Wood, we shorted the SPACs, and um, uh, made good money. And uh, I hope to do so again this year. Uh, uh, so far, so good. And your money manager has a different goal. Uh, you know, they uh, get paid if they if they outperform, which means in a, a year with like last, when the market goes down twenty percent, you know, they get high fived if, if they go down eighteen. I think that's insanity. Uh, there's three thousand plus ETFs. I need to find ten, and there's always something that uh, enables us to to profit, in my opinion. And so far, I'm proving that out. And um, uh, to that end, I want to show you uh, we're 25% uranium. I talk about this ad nauseum. We're 13% oil and gas services and refiners. We're 7% in Argentina. More on that. 22% in technology. So you've seen that come in with the cell discipline. Uh, we're 10% in Bitcoin, and we're 20% in cash. We're down about 14% for the year. I don't like it. Uh, the S&P is up around 12, and uh, we're going to keep fighting. I wanted to show you this chart of, of – uh, I don't know if I put this out during the week yet. It might be too recent. Um, but uh, I sold a third of, of the Argentina fund that we own, Global X Argentina, ARGT. We bought this back at the beginning of the year. And, you know, as we just heard in the break, I want to lock in profits and minimize losses. So this is up 8%. I walk in uh, at night. I open up the charts. I go through everything. And I see this closes below the 200-day the moving average, and I sell a third. Period. End of discussion. And it's just... I know exactly what I'm going to do when certain things happen, and it's automatic to me. And I've been in six different firms. None of them really had a sell discipline, period. They just don't. And certainly not a uniform one across the team. So uh, I implore you to, to, to subscribe and share so that you at least have a, a way to, to sell your stocks at the best possible time. And no one else talks about this. I do. And uh, I want you to, uh, to benefit from this. I'm going to go through recent improvements in my newsletter, social media posts over the course of the week. So please subscribe, follow, and share. That's how we're invested. October 4th, 2023. Man, the year's going by. Uh, let's get into this week's Bakes Takes. Uh, and my takes today are, first, uh, if, if you have any affiliation with a student-managed investment fund, uh, I'd love to teach you how to sell and, and to read charts and teach you how Wall Street really works. And I think I'll be invaluable in that. Um, and, and my next take is, oh, I just want to stress, don't let your politics drive your investments. Divorce the two. The market doesn't care about your politics, your stance on any of the issues, uh, nor should it. So uh, I, I, this, it's already starting to happen. People are losing their minds already uh, over debates and, 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 and votes and all these kinds of things. And, um, yeah, it does matter, but, but the market is its own beast and, and companies are going to do what they're going to do. So uh, don't let your politics uh, drive what you do. I just, it just doesn't work. 
I watched this with Hillary in uh, in, in the nineties, and you know she was going to kill healthcare, and we killed a lot of trees and spent way too many hours that I'd love back on conference calls with quote unquote experts, and nothing happened. So again. Uh, if I had the the Wall Street Journal from from Wednesday the uh, the sixth of, of next year, I wouldn't know how to trade it, and you're not going to either. So, put your politics over here, pull the lever, and then leave the booth and live your life. But don't let it touch your investments because it's just it doesn't work at all, at all. Now, uh, bottom line here, and I'll, I I was doing this late, so I couldn't come up with a chart that I really liked. But uh, bond yields are going up. The bond vigilantes are back. Uh, I think they're, they're sick of the government spending so much money, borrowing so much money, and it's starting, things are starting to give. And so when interest rates go up, the competition of a risk-free treasury bill at 5% and a relatively risk-free uh, to maturity 10-year bond at, at, at 4.8 is looking a lot better than Apple stock and what have you. So... Uh, please stay here. We're going to come up with a lot of new ideas. Please go to my website, stockmarketauthority.com, uh, and sign up for my free newsletter. And those are my big takes for the week. Uh, and as I close out today's show, I always like to end with much-needed levity. I've been going on a, uh, a Shane Gillis binge. I probably send my sons, Bobby and Jack, the reason I do this, uh, uh, a clip, a video, uh, twice a day, minimum. And this is from his Austin uh, special on Netflix, which is better than his most recent one, in my opinion. And uh, Roll Tide. Uh, It is funny stuff. I will see you next week. I have no idea what I'm going to talk about. Uh, I hope you tell me and influence me and ask me questions. And uh, I will uh, uh, bring it, as they say. Uh, Have a great week. I will see you soon. Take care. God bless. Bakes. Stock Market Authority. Bye now. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.